Welcome to Tavern Talk on the Hot Eats Network. I am Dean and this is Cy Davis. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. Should we go through some of these? Yes, let's have a look. What's um, Simon said, I'm running Tomb of Annihilation in the last few sessions. Been running over a year. So, I've never ever ran a session from like Tomb like, of Annihilation. Like a module. Yeah, like a module. Mine's always been home. Yeah, neither have I. Like, I've never. What, what I do, like I know Tomb of Annihilation as an example, it's basically your biggest, baddest dungeon crawl. Mm-hmm. And it's really deadly. Um, and it comes from like way, way back. Like Gary Garrix. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It comes from way back. And so it has had its adaptions. Um, but what what I would do with something like that, and I've done it with like Ghosts of Saltmarsh, um, um, I've, I've done it with a few different books, is basically take the bits I need and, okay, and yeah, just, yeah. Just, just discard the rest. Like yeah. the storylines I don't really care for. I'd rather let the players weave a story or like like you've done yeah. like have an idea of the start have an idea of the end if I need like a building or from the Ghost of Saltmarsh stuff I use a lot of the ship yeah you said stuff. you use that yeah um, but again I just did, I didn't do it exactly how it is in the book I did it like from the book plus some of the random homebrew rules I found mm-hmm. online because I just didn't like the ship combat it's not very thought out well in D&D. No, like, no, no, no. I'm no. sure there's other games that like really run it well, but like the D&D version I could find was like a bit crap. Yeah. Uh, he also says, um, so question, what's your favourite historical period and would slash mm. have you played or run a game set then? Do you know what? That's such an interesting That's question. sick. Um, Mine's dinosaurs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have dinosaurs in my phone. I know, yeah, you, you said no dinosaurs yeah, in no, your game. Because I just know someone's going to find something one day and it'll be like, turn to a dinosaur. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's going to happen. Um, but no, I haven't. I don't know. I, I've not really thought about that. It's an interesting question. And I like. I would like to say something like Middle Ages or like a particular like Iron Age or Bronze Age because of like, and stick to the technology that was used, you mm-hmm. know? Um but I don't know enough about them. So instead... Yeah, it'd be hard, wouldn't it? You'd have to do a shitload of research, yeah. obviously, t- to be into that. So instead, what I'd probably um, do is something a little bit like the Critical Role guys have done with Candela Obscura. Have you, are you aware of that? Yeah, I know what it is, but I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, so, you know, I think from what I've found out, and I've not even watched the game, the one game they've released so far, but from what I know on the grapevine is that they're in the process of creating their own game systems. Yes. This one, I think, is more of a one-shot type system. It's not meant for longer things. But they are going to do like a D20-based separate thing. To And and again, there's rumours like, oh, will Campaign 4 be in this new system? Basically, they're yeah. going to try and have it ready for that and Campaign 4 be its release. Are they just trying to break away from Wizards of the Coast? I think so. Yeah. Totally, totally. Well, I mean, let's, let's not forget as well that like Matt Mercer and the, their original campaign was in Pathfinder. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in the early, like, the episodes at the start of Season 1, uh, Campaign 1 Critical Role, you hear him use Pathfinder, like, lingo all the time. And yeah. um, they really, you know, but they eventually moved. Um, but yeah, that's, I think it's like late 1800s it's set. And so it's kind of steampunk-esque. Yeah, you can definitely get 
take that from some of them like that they love that era yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like like, like Talison. <laughs> yeah. like, like there's loads awesome of that kind of like gothic vibe and so there is technology that exists you know there's like clockwork things mm-hmm. and there's like um, like engines and things like that and and they've kind of like injected magic into that that's cool. Um, that's cool. Did you watch Arcane? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Can't wait for season two. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like that that time where it's like you can still look at technology today. Like if somebody asked me about a random street, well, I might literally think about the street outside my house and be like, okay, well, there's a house there and it's got like a, a, a an automobile and it's got a whatever. And you can think about a lot of parallels about right here, right now, but just turn them into something that's steampunk or, yeah, it's or whatever it's easy isn't it it's just but like... I couldn't do that with like Bronze Age no you know I couldn't do that with no. like you know something that's like way way back no. Hunter Gatherer you Hunter know Gatherer I mean? yeah. although I think that would be cool Hunter Gatherer like yeah cavemen I think that would be I cool would love, I would love the my mutilated mansion one which is on our podcast um, was based on like being captured you know that whole like um, sort of like a Zulu kind of you know where foreigners came over and the Zulus would capture them. Oh right, okay, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like I like that whole like you've been captured and you've got nothing. You've got right. to escape and get something and survive and build on it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a cool one to do. But then it's like that'd take forever to do it in a campaign, like creating like a video game or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, like if I was going to do that and do it from scratch, now that I've played the new Zelda game. I'd, I'd use their mechanics I'd be mm. like you have to find things and you can combine them in weird ways yeah. using magic or something yeah, yeah. and then we would have to at the table generate a new item based on what you'd combined yeah that's cool like, you know yeah. I mean? I'd like I'd have a limit and like you know you'd only have one chance to combine things that makes it or, so, so much better for like puzzles and stuff because you could have a dead simple puzzle and make it a lot harder based on what stuff you've stuff got you've got yeah. yeah 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 so I think that's cool you know you, again it goes back to that point I just mentioned like you've got to be willing to adapt and and, oh, and, yeah. and be on your feet as a DM uh, in any situation yeah, like yeah, definitely. even if you've got a really well thought out idea like there's going to be those questions that you just literally didn't even think about yeah, when you were writing it what why yeah. are you even <laughs> yeah. why are you even asking yeah. that and also do you know what's fun, a, a fun thing to think about is that like even in a long form campaign where you know your players mm-hmm. um you also you don't track every single item that they have or own or whatever um and you also forget as well about like what they've got or own um so they are likely to just like 10 games later after they've got a little silly item just they'll look on the character sheet and just kind of whip it out and be like oh i'll I'll do this or whatever like when I threw that banana skin in the prison yeah. I had a banana skin from like two games before and I tried to throw it like it was Mario Kart or something <laughs> as if someone's just gonna step on it and slip off yeah, like a prison guard was yeah. gonna like whoa <laughs> it just did not work out yeah. at all yeah. the more, I, I like the more we play the more you do get to know your characters and the more you can have fun with it like I don't know if you've noticed lately because I know Andy will not listen to this at all like <laughs> one of our players he's made this rogue character and he's made him like a super suave kind of he likes chatting up the ladies and mm. stuff so I've started backfiring in his face I don't know if you got onto that last session I don't know did I? with uh, with the goblin in the shop oh right okay yeah, and yeah, she yeah. said she would give you potions to let him 
for 10 minutes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started putting him in awkward situations where he used to feel confident. <laughs> and it's like, father's doing it again when he can feel confident with stuff. Cause, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you now, every landlady or, like, woman that works in a bar will some way feel attracted to him and he can always, like, swing it that way because wow. he's that kind of, like, yeah. roguish type character. But it will fucking backfire as well because there point, will yeah, be yeah. some absolute pig face mare that wants a piece of him <laughs> and will corner him in some toilets oh god oh god <laughs> but like so like I've got to know that about Andy and he really I think he really enjoyed it like, yeah with the goblin and he felt so awkward yeah 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 he did it was hilarious Bless him. he's been hilarious. in some situations already already this campaign like yeah he puts himself in half of them. I know, I know. In fairness, it literally like episode one of the campaign. He's he's like, f- well, spoiler alert for anyone who's not watched it or, or listened to it. But like, he's fighting off three hags because of because of his, you know, proclivities. So uh, <laughs> he gets himself into some silly situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drilling the finger blaster. <laughs> 